Hey everybody and welcome back to the Morning Moxie Show. I'm Alicia Sharp, your host, and today we have part three of Beth Moore's message about the caller and the calling. And she is specifically talking today about how jealous a man named Salieri was over Mozart because Mozart was so incredibly gifted that he couldn't, like this man Salieri, couldn't focus on what was before him because he was so focused on what Mozart was doing and what he had done, and he was so jealous. It's a great story. Here's Beth. Okay, may I call upon your patience to read you an excerpt out of the book, of Oskinus's book, The Call. And I knew this basic story, and some of you may know it as well, but it will be a powerful reminder. Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart would unquestionably be among a tiny handful of people elected without contest to the highest circle of human genius, a wonder child, a prodigy of nature, a veritable miracle, sublime, celestial, precocious beyond belief, surpassing all imagination. All of these are in quotations. Odd tributes have poured forth in response to his gifts as a composer and a musician ever since he burst onto the world's musical stage in 1763 at the age of seven under the tutelage of his father, Leopold. Not surprisingly, such utterly extraordinary, seemingly transcendent giftedness has been seen as the focus of a matching envy, most famously in connection with his contemporary, Antonio Salieri. Five years older than Mozart, Salieri had been established seven years as court composer and conductor of the Italian opera in, in Vienna before Mozart moved there. For 33 years after Mozart died, he occupied the even loftier position of the emperor's court in Vienna. So from the perspective of the court and the public, Salieri had every reason to pity Mozart, not to envy him. And there is no evidence for the rumor that Salieri confessed the year before he died in 1825 that he had poisoned his younger rival. Yet, the dramatic potential of this rumored rivalry has attracted playwrights such as Alexander Pushkin, whose Mozart and Salieri was set to music, and Peter Schaeffer, whose award-winning Amadeus was made into an award-winning film by Milos Forman. At one point in Schaefer's play, Salieri finds himself alone in a room with a portfolio of Mozart's compositions on the desk in front of him. He reaches out to take it, but as if fearful of what he might find, he pauses. Then he snatches it, tears off the ribbon, and opens the case. His eye falls on the opening bars of Mozart's 29th symphony in A major. He's going to say she. I'm about to quote what he says, and this is straight from the play. He's going to refer to she, and he means Mozart's wife. She had said that these were original scores, first in only drafts of the music, yet they looked like fair copies. They, they showed no corrections of any kind. It was puzzling, then suddenly alarming. What was evident was that Mozart was simply transcribing music completely finished in his head and finished as most music is never finished. Displace one note and there would be diminishment. Displace one phrase and the structure would fall. I was staring through the cage of those meticulous 
ink strokes at an absolute beauty. So the author Guinness picks up again and says, stunned, Salieri collapses senseless to the floor where he lies quite still, his head next to the score of the heavenly music. As the clock strikes nine, he raises his head and addresses God. And I want to share with you from the play what he says to God. Capisco, I know my fate. Now for the first time, I feel my emptiness as Adam felt his nakedness. Tonight, at some inn somewhere in this city, stands a giggling child who can put on paper without actually setting down his billiard cue casual notes which turn my most considered ones into lifeless scratches. Grazie, signora. You gave me the desire to serve you, which most men do not have. Then saw to it, the service was shameful to the ears of the server. Grazie, you gave me the desire to praise you, which most men do not feel. Then made me mute. Grazie, Tanti, you put into me perception of the incomparable, which most men never know then ensured that I would know myself forever mediocre. What? What is my fault? Until this day, I have pursued virtue with rigor. I have labored long hours to relieve my fellow men. I have worked and worked the talent you allowed me. You know how hard I've worked. Solely that in the end, in the practice of the art, which alone makes the world comprehensible to me, I might hear your voice. And now I do hear it. And it says only one name, Mozart. And my only reward, my sublime privilege, is to be the sole man alive in this time who shall clearly recognize your incarnation. Grazie, grazie, and Cora. So be it. From this time on, we are enemies, you and I. I'll not accept it from you. Do you hear? They say God is not mocked. I tell you, man is not mocked. I am not mocked. They say the spirit bloweth where it listeth. I tell you, no. It must list to virtue or not blow at all. I seek you. I don't even think they seek you. I don't even think they take you seriously. I mean, those people are crazy. Watch them. Watch how they act. Lord, are you watching this TV show? They're all buffoons. You would do this. I I'm virtuous. I've done what you told me to do. And you stick somebody out there more gifted than me. Die to it. It is poison to us. Die to it. This was a man that, as far as we know, never, ever found satisfaction in what God had called him to do because he was too obsessed with what God had called someone else to do. Is anybody stepping in that with me today? 
We have never had the rivalry like we have now because we see everyone now. In our grandparents' day, that was not true. Now everything's competition, everything's competition. This will not come naturally to your flesh. It will not. You make a decision, I'm just not competing. And you're going like, well, they're still competing with me. Let them knock yourself out. Knock yourself out. They, if they're trying to get in front of you, just like go. Go right ahead. I will gladly esteem you better than myself. And you know what? You will be free and they will be in bondage. Amen. Remember that God has a specific place and a specific calling for your life, that He hasn't left you out, that He has a great plan just for you, His beloved. That was Beth Moore, and you can find that on YouTube if you search under Beth Moore, The Caller and the Called, Part 3. And of course, you can find out more information at her website, lproof.org. I hope that you have enjoyed this series and this message by Beth and that you will have a wonderful day today and go live your 320 life more than you can imagine. God bless.